feel it. Very strongly. You were sent here to await my arrival, were you not? I am called Rain. My name is Rain Chipani Chorus. A taxi runs in my tummy, delivering sheets with that look. This weed is cooked round and chewy. On a hungry lake sometimes, okie dokie. Um, do you understand my words? A monkey suck, looking back occasionally and rest. Scallion? <laughs> Beef scallion? <laughs> and an elf! Welcome to Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three dudes in their 30s, Josh isn't here, so it, it, calm down guys, Josh isn't here, three different dudes in their 30s talk about anime. And I'm Bill. I'm Andy. And I'm Zorak. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Thank you for inviting me onto the show. <laughs> I am the lone mantis of the apocalypse. <laughs> Oh my god, I wish I really wish I could do a space ghost. I gotta admit, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> I I did, and I love it. Um, I don't believe that's Zorak. I believe that's Superfan Matt. Who is this Superfan Matt person you're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, if he does the whole episode this way, I swear to god, it's gonna be great. We are here with a bonus episode, or, or I guess what you want to call it, a summer viewing, once yeah, again? Yeah, summer viewing program. An extra special episode. <laughs> For 2020. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna talk like Brack and uh, I can't really do that one. But anyway, um, I guess that well, makes me I, Space Ghost by default. I think that makes you Space Ghost by default. I or think Moltar. you're Moltar. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch enough Space Ghost to uh, do a voice either way. So you just tell me what I sound the most like, and I'll be it. <laughs> you know, Space Ghost Coast to Coast is fantastic, and I was really sad when season four never made it to DVD because my favorite episode, I think, of that, and then I think of a lot of media was. Was in season four. It was the one where I think it was called Gas Leak. We might have talked about this on the I podcast at some so. point, but it's the one where there's a literally a gas leak uh, studio where they're recording and they're just high, and it's the greatest thing in the world. It's it's funny as shit. I think <laughs> Coolio is a guest on there. It's really <laughs> weird. It's it's just very strange, and I love it. I regret every year I spent on that show. <laughs> uh, but we're not here to talk about Space Ghost. As much as Space Ghost cast would be fantastic. Bill, why do we always come up with like different podcasts, like spin-off podcasts all the time and then never do them? Because we like a lot of things. That's fair. We're not here to talk about that. For our first episode of our summer viewing, we are bringing on a special guest. Uh, Superfan Matt, a.k.a. Zorak, uh, is going to help us review, talk about run through, make sense of a two-episode OVA entitled Elf Princess Rain, also known as Fairy Princess Rain as well. I'm going to start, before we even jump in and talk about the anime in, in, in depth in these two episodes, I'm going to throw it to Matt. Uh, Matt, 
for full understanding here, uh, decided and chose this anime for us to watch and discuss. So I'm going to throw it to you. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> did, did we hurt you somehow? <laughs> what did we do to you? If you're looking to me to make sense of it, I have no clue myself. I just en- I just enjoy ridiculous, surreal humor. Do you have like a specific history with Elf Princess Rain? Do you have like a specific memory of watching it? Like like how did this of all possibilities kind of materialize? That's what I said. Why? <laughs> I have no idea where I first saw it. It was probably early at the uh, early at the local college anime club, maybe. Or maybe not. Maybe I just randomly picked it up one day. Okay. It's... I don't know, but... It is an interesting view, and if you, the fans, want to watch along with us, uh, you can actually find it on YouTube. I know we normally don't promote YouTube anime, but it is one that I don't... I don't know how easily it would be to find otherwise. Um, So you can just search for Elf Princess Reign OVA, and both episodes are there. And if you want to... Go and watch this either before you listen to this episode or after you listen to this episode. It's out there, and it is... It's a viewing. I'm not even sure it's there illegally. Like, it... it I think it's just there. <laughs> it, it is just there. And you folks, you can blame me, too. I don't mind. That's perfectly fair. But before we talk about it, I, I just want to kind of discuss, as far as, like, the episodes themselves and the details, um, I did do a little bit of Googling today. Oh, my. Uh, to jot down... I know. Don't need I, to hear it. Don't need to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Safe search was on, um, and I, I, I pulled together some information. I decided to channel my inner Josh, and that's not time you have on your hands. That's time and something else. <laughs> uh, so I, I pulled together some facts and information sage? regarding. <laughs> yeah, it's Sage. Yeah, remove the spirits from the room. T- time. No, uh, P-H-Y-M- yeah, yeah, I, I get like... you. Um, thank you, Bill. <laughs> Christ Almighty, this could be one of those episodes. Um, <laughs> At least this time you didn't drink seven beers, Bill. <laughs> That's, I drink eight. <laughs> for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, we did a bonus episode for the Patreon. Bonus episode number 41, uh, where we took all of the, the theme songs from uh, the animes that we reviewed and we ranked them from best to worst. And I'm still really sour about Trigun's closing theme. And actually, I'm going to stop here. <laughs> and I'm going to completely stop my train of thought. And Matt, you're the Trigun aficionado. You said you agreed mostly when you commented on it. But what are your thoughts about the Trigun closing theme? <laughs> Should it have been higher? Should it have been higher on our list? No, I don't think so. Oh, God damn it! <laughs> God damn it, I'm alone! I, I'll tell you, I, I did not like that song at all when I first watched the, uh, the anime. I was like, why is this here? What, what is this? But over, it grew on me over time, but I still wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't say it was all that great. <sighs> Alone on my but own little it island. certainly is, it is, as Trigon is, a very unique experience. What were you talking about? Yeah, so Bill was really drunk on that episode. Um. Also, in fairness, I didn't drink eight beers on the episode. I, I came into the episode on, like, beer five. That's true. Ah. You did. That's true. Um, and I just get a text from you later after the recording saying, Wow, I stood up, but I didn't realize how much I had to drink. <laughs> well, then I went in the living room and sit down in the recliner and fell asleep till 2 a.m. <laughs> 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 yeah, sounds right. So that's what happens when you have to record with Josh. Um, so <laughs> let's talk about the OVA and some background that I found. Um, as I mentioned, it goes by obviously a couple other names. The more other common one is Fairy Princess Rain. I think the character of Rain, as we'll talk about, definitely feels more fairy-like. 
than elf-like. Yeah. So I don't know why they went, uh, you know, with elf princess rather than fairy princess. I kind of like that one better, honestly. Yeah. Well, elves are still part of the members of the uh, fair folk. That's true. Yeah, you're. That think, is very true. You're thinking um, deedlet. Yeah, you're thinking well D and D. D and D. Yeah. Yeah, you're high fantasy Tolkien. Right. Right. They're they're still fae. Handlebar ears. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You know. If anyone wants to draw. Parn ri- nope, nope, riding Deedlet nope, in a non-sexual nope. way as a motorcycle. Uh, nope. I, I would I would love that. Send that in. That's uh, tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Nope. Uh, <laughs> I'm likely to do that, you know. So. I, I, I would be all for it. Uh, so, <laughs> this anime... I guess it's better uh, than draw her as a jackhammer. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that would be so good. Um, so, this... An- I just I just imagine like Rocco from Rocco's Modern Life <laughs> yep. just riding the anyhow. Anywho, so this uh this is a two part OVA uh put together and directed by uh, Akitaro Daiichi, uh, which I did a little googling on him. I couldn't find much on his list of anime that he has directed that I remember or know about. I do know that he uh directed the 2001 first season of Fruits Basket. Uh, and that one I know has come back for a second season or a reboot or something more recently and is very popular in the anime world. Reboot. Um, there was a, yeah, there was a movie, uh, either a movie or a series called We Were There that I recognized the name of. I don't think I've seen it, but I recognize the name. And then his most recent work was in 2019, which is, uh, Meiji Tokyo Renka. That's about all I found that what, aside from this, that seemed like it sparked my memory. Am I missing anything in particular there that you know about, Matt? Uh, nope, I didn't even bother to look the guy up. <laughs> um, here's something else I found about him, by the way. Um, so take this and let f- this flavor your uh, listening experience. Um, but in 2008, he was accused of sexual harassment by a Japanese female vo- voice actress, uh, Hiroko Konishi, who, when her manager, uh, she states, asked her to get into a, uh, a hot tub naked with him and with Daichi, she was then blacklisted as a voice actress um, after making that accusation. So there's that. So Oh, Japan. <laughs> so the guy who made this anime is a pervert. I'm <laughs> shocked. <laughs> Very surprised. Was it the elf boobs? I think it was all uh, the boobs. Uh, um, among other things. <laughs> ah, oh, I'm looking at the guy up right now, and he... Did one of my all-time favorite what-the-hell-am-I-looking-at shows, Sexy Commando. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> what is Sexy Commando? Do I want to know oh, what Sexy Commando oh, is? Oh, God. I, that, is, that is, as far as I know, that is indescribable. I don't think I could do it for you. Okay. It's... I will Google Sexy Commando later with Safe Search on. Yeah. <laughs> if, if, did you think this show was bizarre and weird? Oh, uh, Yeah. Okay, Mac, uh, now uh, multiply that by uh, maybe 10. Oh, good God. Bill, I think I know what we're reviewing next. Uh, <laughs> uh, the OVA is uh, comprised of two episodes. Uh, episode one, entitled, the English title, the translated title, When the Treasure is Screwed Up, Everything is Screwed Up, uh, was the one that I found. And then the episode two title, The Phoenix Takes to the Sky, A Burst, a Birthday, and a Hot Spring. Uh, so those are our, the titles that I were able to find. And you know what? I guess makes sense as anything else in this anime I, does. So I, I know those words, but not in that order. <laughs> Less titles, more scene descriptions. Yes. Um, the initial release dates that I found were October 27th, uh, 1995. 
as well uh, for the first episode. And then the second episode on January 26th of 1996. That's what I was able to find. Uh, it did see VHS releases in March of 2000. And then in about a year later, in 2001, it saw DVD releases. Uh, this was produced by uh, KSS Films alongside Dangan Pictures. So yeah, that's all I found. Any Anything else that I maybe I missed that I'm not thinking of? That you know of? Oh, the only thing I was going to add was that uh, I think Dangan Pictures is mostly known for doing in-between work on other shows. Okay. It's kind of odd for them to have a sh- have a show. But probably <laughs> not, not a so very odd. long one, I guess. But probably not so odd for them to have one that's only two episodes. Yeah, I feel like that probably makes more sense than, you know, if, if they aren't necessarily dedicating themselves to an entire series. This is a good choice to kind of pick up a short-run OVA to kind of make some make, make the ends meet a bit. All right. Well, we're going to get into discussing these two episodes, and I'm going to try my best to to give you my understanding of what's happening. Uh, Bill, I would appreciate along the way, obviously. Uh, snarky your comments. Take. I'm on. Yeah, I, I want all the snarky comments. I, <laughs> I want your take on this because we'll we'll talk about it at the end our, our overall thoughts. But uh, you know, Bill is has gone on record, uh, you know, to say pretty clearly that you know he likes some anime. We look at the track record of the anime that Bill enjoys. There's a certain level of storytelling, of character development, and depth to it that like draws him in. Am I am I wrong to say that? I'm going to go out on a limb uh, and even say there's a certain amount of westernization in the animes that I like the best. Well, ain't you just hard to please? <laughs> and, and that's uh, not what we get here at all. Nope. This is uh, <laughs> as as wacko and Japanese as you could probably get for uh, for a series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, yep. And and Matt, obviously, when I make mistakes, or if you want to actually tell me what's really going on when I when I am completely off base, I would very much appreciate that. If I know, I will. Okay. So are we ready? We're ready. We haven't started yet. Oh no. <laughs> Elf Princess Rain episode one uh, begins. <clears throat> We're introduced to a treasure hunter, who I believe is named. Go or Gao? Go. Yeah, go, go, okay. Yeah, go. Yeah, they just said go a bunch, so I think there okay. was a, there's more to it than that, but I can His name that. is Go Takarada, and he's, I get the feeling, I, 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 was, I was totally immersed in Indiana Jones, like that feel in this opening scene, where he's peering through some sort of opening, and he's looking for, like, in this pile of wooden pieces. Like Mahjong he, pieces? Yeah, they kind of like are like or go or something. I, I don't know, like shoki. I don't know, like whatever. Like it, it, little, little tiles. Yeah. And he's looking for the seal of the blue dragon. He says, and he sees it, but then the tower starts to kind of crumble, uh, and he's caught by the, the I guess the owner of the temple in which he just keeps a giant pile of puzzle pieces. I this <laughs> is strange. Apparently yeah. valuable puzzle pieces. I guess on it with a rock on top of them. All right, Matt, help already. It's a- <laughs> Oh, I yeah, I don't know exactly what they're called, but it's de- it's a very Japanese priest Shinto temple shrine thing going on there. But no, I don't know exactly what those uh, wooden block things are. Well, apparently they we we kind of reenact a weird like legend or legend of Zelda, uh, Indiana Ooh. Jones. <laughs> we reenact an Indiana Jones esque scene as they come like falling down like the boulder uh, after them, and then they get buried under all those tiles. I thought you were going to say Legends of Hidden Temple. I oh, I love Legends of Hidden Temple. Anywho. Um, <laughs> hey. Now, would you rather see Indiana Jones and the Legends of the Hidden Temple or Indiana Jones and the Legend of Zelda? I 
Oh man. Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely for both. I would, I'm in game. Indiana Jones and the legendary Pokemon. Yes. Yes. Oh. Let's describe Go, shall we? All right. It's a game played with white and black beads set on a board <laughs> divided into squares. Correct. Um, Go, the protagonist of our story, is, I guess I could describe him as a precocious, over-energetic, He is lanky, the most anime protagonist that's ever anime protagonist. <laughs> green-haired anime protagonist. Yeah, that's a good way of describing it. He's the kind of character where you're not sure if this show is really happening or if it's all in his mind and he's tied to a bed somewhere yeah yeah i'm getting i'm getting like elements of excel or uh carrot glace from bakuratsu hunters um you know or like i'm trying i don't know maybe even a uh, maybe not tension i was gonna say a little bit of tension just because of all the the, the naked women yeah no I, really I get a little tension going on too that that kind of yeah i i think just because of the the harem aspect almost Except all yeah. those chicks are his sisters, right? Right. I guess yeah. we're going to get to that. I think <laughs> all the red-haired women girls are his sisters. And I and I apologize. In my notes, I try my best to keep them all straight from one another, but that just did not happen throughout all the way. So I apologize. I know one works for a fire department. One works for like some sort of like defense force. Another is a, a, a maiden, a shrine maiden. There's like yes. five of them are a rock band. Yeah, and then they have a rock band. I love the rock. I, what the fuck? I straight up thought they were all the same character for way too long. Until they <laughs> two in one scene. Until the old man was like, "Wait a minute, they look the same." <laughs> we're getting ahead of ourselves. Um, so apparently, the the people at the temple know go. They they know him already, and including a short girl with glasses that goes by the name of Mari. Mari, I believe is her name. Mari uh, Yuman Okada. I believe is her last name. And she seems already to kind of take a shining toward this go person. Maybe maybe smitten. She's the uh character in all those eighties movies where like she lets her hair down and takes her glasses off and it's like, Oh my god, she's hot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Classic childhood friend character. Yes. So while pleading for his life from the old man. Uh, we get a brief idea and explanation of what he's after and the whole plot of this. It's something about a hidden treasure of Salamandara, which later on they shorten to Salamander, which is, the I'm assuming, the mythological fire serpent akin to a dragon that we see later that is, I guess, a theme park ride? Yeah, maybe. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure that it wasn't like a little bit of like Treasure of Solomon mixed in there, too. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about that. That was where, like before I actually saw... A literal salamander. I was like, when they started just saying like salamander, I was like, Solomon? Treasure Maybe. of Solomon? Hmm. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I can see that. We're introduced also to our first redheaded sister, Miss Mizuki, I think is her name is. Okay. And she goes all kung fu on go, but then it turns out she's just, just causing a distraction to let him go, right? Like, let go go, uh, if you will. And unfortunately, he doesn't. Well, fortunately, he escapes. Right? He gets away. I guess we have another. We, it means the show is beginning. <laughs> yes, we have a lot more to get through. Oh yes, but unfortunately, he apparently this shrine is on top of a four a, a thirty foot tall building for some reason. Some yeah, uh, I said thirty stories, but that's clearly like more like a hundred stories when we see yeah. it later. And he falls off of it, but fortunately. 
he pulls a cord on his backpack and he's got a glider. Yeah, he's got a a bird kite in his backpack. <laughs> kite man, hell bird yeah! <laughs> a bird kite in his backpack. This this is anime, um, but unfortunately, it breaks. That's bad. Not um, bad. <laughs> but but fortunately. He somehow catches onto the side of a building like some sort of gecko as a... He's got slow fall. He does. He's a, what, an eighth level monk? I think so. Uh, with a little bit of rogue in there. He comes face to face with an energy crackling, nude, airy, airy, fairy elf uh, <laughs> airy. creature named Rain. Yeah, a little naked broad. Little little naked broad. Um, elf tits. Woo! <laughs> Hey, if you're listening along at home, take a drink every time we talk about tits on the screen. So let's take a drink. Here we go. I may have to get up to get a beer partway through this broadcast. I don't have to get up to get beers. I have a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I need one of them. Don't forget, go. That goes a rock tit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so she starts talking. Yes. And says things like... A taxi runs in my tummy delivering sheets with that look. And this weed is cooked round and chewy. And scallion? Beef scallion? <laughs> yep. I <laughs> So it's, it, it's a very it's a very interesting way of uh doing a foreign language uh, not <laughs> able to understand each other kind of thing. They couldn't even just pull from Tolkien or anything, you know. <laughs> uh, no. Even just Literal gibberish, maybe. Static noise. <laughs> uh, get Anything. Some, get, get some of that later. <laughs> later. We later. do get some gibberish later. Yeah. So this, yeah, she speaks Elvin, and apparently Elvin is just weird sentences. <laughs> weird English sentences. Yeah, or maybe they just sound like it. Yes, that could that could also be it. Okay, so then another red-haired woman. Yep. Not the one before Bill. Which I did not know. <laughs> Flies up in a ship. Yep. And says, like, like a, hey. Like a, like a Macross. Yeah, like a Macross. It's a, fucking, it's a fucking Macross ship. And says, like, hey, you need help? <laughs> As he starts falling again. And Rain's like, why can't you fly? And, oh, you should start flying. <laughs> and so then she transforms the Macross into half robot. Yeah, she goes into gir girwalk mode. Yes, snatches up Rain, or sorry, snatches up Go, who snatches up Rain, who he starts calling Elfie? Yep. Yep. And then we get a title card. <laughs> not too creative with the names, is our Go fellow. No, he's not. Although, it just made me realize that I never watched season two of Disenchanted, because I think that's out. Oh, Elfo? Right? Yeah, because I love Elfo. Because Elfo is one of the greatest characters in all of, of all of anything Agreed. Created. I love Disenchanted Enchantment. <laughs> That's a great that show. show. So good. Se season two is out, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I never got around to watching it, so yeah. I need to go and watch that. That might be what I do tonight. But anyway, so yeah, title card. Here we go. So we see a guy. You so so you mentioned Go is like the most protagonisty anime protagonist that ever anime protagonist. Yep. Did. Well, we have the most anime looking guy, I think, with the most anime looking haircut ever. <laughs> um, is a dude with blue hair, and. On one side, there's a giant swoop that, like, constantly falls over his face and he has to, like, fling backward. 
Yeah. Poor guy, he can't keep it up. (laughs) (laughs) I heard his name a couple different times, but I never wrote it down. Who is this again? This is uh, Takuma. Takuma Zenshui. Yes, they call him like Mr. Takuma or Captain Takuma or whatever throughout. Best character in the anime, question mark? Um, I like him. I think he's... Question mark? <laughs> I think he's pretty great. I agree. Picking a best character is kind of difficult. <laughs> True. Um, I hate to typecast myself here, but the butler's kind of cool. I knew it! I knew you were going to gravitate toward the butler. I was just listening back to episode two of season one of our show where we deep dove into Space Butler and how cool he was. And, I'm, and I was rewatching this afterwards and I'm like, he's going to say the butler's his favorite fucking character. <laughs> and is, is it just me or does the butler really look like he sh- should be on Dragon Ball Z or something? Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> he, does look out, he looks so out of place in this. He does not belong in this anime. Uh, more on the butler in a little bit. But this guy, uh, what was his name again? Sorry. Takuma? Mm-hmm. Takuma Zenshuin. Takuma is typing, and then there's another red-haired woman. And I don't think it's the same one as the two that we've seen before. Maybe it is. I think it might be the one that helped with the, with the plane, because she talks about what just happened. And then Takuma replies that... Well, I don't know what he replies, because he just starts naming H.P. Lovecraft places and monsters. Yep. Yep. <laughs> he does. I heard I heard Dunwich and Cthulhu and... Nyarathotep. Yeah. This, does, he, does he speak another language, then? Is that what this is? Is he speaking Elven? <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't think so. I think those are two distinct things, because the Elven language is full sentences. This is just random words and references. Yeah, mixed in with uh, his own sort of little uh, special language that he had to make up for the role. Well, he goes a little French once in a while, too. I don't yes. know if he's really speaking French or if he's just making French-sounding noises. Is he supposed to be French? I I don't know. No. I have no idea, but he is... He sounds pseudo-French a couple of times. Yeah. I thought he was speaking French right when I first heard it, and then I caught on that, no, he's just saying things. Yeah. Pretty much saying random things that sound somewhat like a language. And the actor just threw in references to sci-fi and and certain things like that that he's interested in. I it's weird, and but like he'll talk normally sometimes though, which is really weird. So it's like he knows English, it seems. Japanese, or Japanese rather, I suppose. Obviously, um, Englishese. Um, yes, yes. Japanese. So it's weird. It's very strange. Uh, what, what, and I was going to say that uh, in the uh, the subtitles, uh, they are all written backwards when he talks. Huh. Uh, and the first one says, if you're reading this backwards, you have too much time on your hands. That's <laughs> fantastic. Naturally, I, I read it. I can read backwards pretty well, so I was like, oh, well then, I've got a lot of free time. It's true. That's so cool. I like that. Whenever I see weird license plates, the, one of the first things I do is try to read it backwards to see if that's... If it's really? Like, yeah. Ah. Huh. I have I have this weird thing with license plates where I add up all the numbers and may, and see if it's divisible by three. I don't know why I do that with every license plate. That's weird. <laughs> it is weird. Like, I, I make up, I read it backwards to see if it is anything, and if it's not, then I try to figure out what the acronym is. Well, I do the acronym thing too. That was, <laughs> yeah. That that was a thing. That was a thing that Ray and I used to do all the time. Like we'd be driving around and we'd see like license plates and we would do everything. We 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 try to like make the other one laugh with what we can come up with. Well, that was a third thing for a long time too. Oh, yeah, that's true. Thirk was, yeah, I forgot about that, too. 
What are we talking about? <laughs> Elf Princess Rain. Yep. Okay. So Go races on his bike and Mari's like running to keep up because it's anime. <laughs> She's fast, ain't she? She's very fast. The, the speed um, of thirst. <laughs> the speed of thirst. <laughs> if I were actually titling this episode, which I'm not because I want to put the title of what we're reviewing. Right. Um, that would be the title. Um, <laughs> so he song. starts. Yes. He talks about what happens in a very, again, an Excel sort of way, like just breakneck speed uh, until he makes it home and then just darts inside, leaving Mari outside. There's definitely some uh, Excel energy here with the super fast talking gag a minute. Yes. Oh, yeah. A lot of that going on. I will absolutely agree. <laughs> and I love that he jumps off the bicycle and leaves her on it. Yes. Going past <laughs> his house. It's pretty good. That's pretty good. So we cut into the house where he is uh, showing off some ancient scripture, I think. Then he gives more backstory. Something about a one-inch priest, which I am not sure if it has any relation to the six-inch pianist. Uh, <laughs> you you almost messed that up. I almost did. I, I almost fucking did. Um, <laughs> and uh, apparently Go is also an otaku with a ton of action figures. Like, uh-huh. I figured this would make him your favorite character, Bill. It hel- I mean, it does help. I, I There's definitely a uh, Sailor Uranus and Neptune later on. There is! Behind. Thank you! I thought I saw the Sailor Uranus and Neptune. Yep. I thought I was going crazy. And I saw it. I'm like, that is Mishiru. And that is whatever her name is that I can't remember now. Uh, <laughs> I, I love his ability to construct complex dioramas. Yeah. It was really cool. I like that. Um, and what's really good about this is it gives us an excuse to finally put some clothes on this poor naked elf as she steals uh, an outfit from one of the dolls. Cowboy butt crack. Cowboy butt crack as well. <laughs> I think that deserves a drink as well, Cowboy that, That's a good episode title. <laughs> very much. Very much. Um, wow, this show. Um, Mari finds something also in the books or the scripture or whatever about a nymph that controls a dragon? I, see, with the translations here, mm-hmm. nymph, elf, fairy, one-inch priest, I mean, I would think classically in mythology mm-hmm. that would all kind of be the same thing yeah there's gonna be a lot of carryover so i'm like okay this is all just about her like why are that we, was my why, are, why are we so dense about this yeah that was my thought too is like everything is going to refer back to rain right spoiler not necessarily as we'll find yeah, out at her, the end her, her, her people perhaps yeah. yes oh man so rain talks about a quest to find the four hearts so I'm assuming Doctor Who and the Master, right? Ha! I, I, I got it. Ha! Sure! <laughs> I was just glad she wasn't going on a quest for whore farts. <laughs> <laughs> I am starting to think that this plot doesn't matter, though. Like, you think? Ultimately, ultimately, like, a lot of this doesn't actually you, you add think? up anyway. I think. I'm not you, sure. You think. The plot is there for framing for the antics. Yeah, basically. That's the basically plot. It. <laughs> <laughs> Quote, unquote. Oh, God. So Go takes off in a, fish, uh, in a typical fashion, leaving Mari once again behind. Uh, and speaking of Mari, another elf with a scythe just kind of floats behind her. 
and gets her attention, and then Mari's like, ooh, elf, and grabs her and starts, like, shaking her. Yeah, this one shows up dressed for some reason. This one has clothing. Then we find out that Mari is, like, rich, like, butler money rich. Yeah, her her dad, I think, owns all the stuff and things in town. I, like, I think I got it. Okay. I think I got it. Okay. okay. Please. <laughs> Elfie, Rain, shows up naked, right? Yes. Surrounded by crackling energy. Yes. So she's a Terminator. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nothing, nothing dead will go, right? So she had to be naked, and her friend arrived through a different method. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, that's great. That's great. I want to watch those movies now. Um, Elf Terminator? Yeah, yes, I do. <laughs> that does sound good. That sounds, sounds, good. That sounds yeah. amazing. We get a scene with uh, Taku, Takuma, the okay. weird guy. Takuma. He's talking to, we find out, Mari's father. And I think he's about ready to try to profess his love for Mari, but he gets ignored. That seems like an anime thing to do. That's how I read it. The gag is basically like, I, you know, I think he says something along those like, I know what you're saying, but could you write it down for me? Or something like that, or either that was that or here or later. I, but see, like I that. thought the joke there was that he did not, like, he's like, oh yeah, sure, I totally understand you. Uh, yeah, yeah, but, but and he's right, like, "You should just write that down it, for me. Put it in writing, please." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I I tried to uh, I tried to decipher what uh, what Takuma was saying there, but I couldn't do it. I couldn't get much out of it either. I I couldn't figure out what he said either. Yeah, so that was probably part of his uh, fake language that didn't really have anything mm-hmm. uh, in it that you could tell. Just want to let you know that I am uh, opening a new notepad on my phone for and writing in Elf Terminator, so I remember that. Yeah, please do not forget that. So, the red-haired woman in the mech, Natsuki, we find out her name is, starts freaking out about some ordinance for the fire department or something, and then her gay stereotype boss has to calm her down. Ugh, the 90s. Yep. Yep. Like, there's the gay stereotype character. I texted you that. I know. He's not He's not even a cool gay stereotype character like, uh, like Puri Puri Prisoner. Or, um, uh, Leron. Leron. Yeah. I, I, I think these are all debatable. <laughs> I think, okay, I think we made a good case for Leron being a, a really good character in Gurren Lagann. Yes. I, yes, I thought so. Puri Puri Prisoner is still fraught with lots of difficulties. Yeah, no. <laughs> I still personally, as a gay man on the podcast, I am very unsure about why I like Puri Puri Prisoner <laughs> as much as I do. But I also would wear a t-shirt with Puri Puri Prisoner on it if given the chance. I would not be completely averse to uh, dating anybody who could bench press me. Just <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, but anyway, we're not talking about Puri Puri Prisoner somehow. We got onto... Shouldn't we always be, though? We, we always should be. So at some point we're going to yes. have to do a bonus episode of uh, gay representation or LGBT... Yes. Q representation in our animes. That's going to be one of our next ranked yes. lists. I, I I would like to generally just do an episode looking at the representation of LGBT characters. Yeah, I definitely think uh, that would make a fun bonus episode to, to go over and talk about. So she freaks out. This guy calms her down and then says something about that you're going to start in some sort of investigation team. And she basically begs him and he says, yeah, sure. Go ahead and run this team. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh no, did I just agree? Yeah, yes. 
Uh, Mari thinks that she might have killed her elf. <laughs> she then runs into the blue-haired man, uh, Takuma. Does, like, literally runs into him, like, smashes into him. And he does this, like, ridiculous tumble, but then, like, stands up straight back on into his feet again. <laughs> like, all cool and calm and confident. The man has some mad skills in the uh, in that uh, area. He does. And he tries to get all romantic, Casanova-y, but... She just kind of takes off because she's worried her elf is dead. Anime. I mean, weren't we all, seriously? <laughs> yes. When we think our elf is dead. <laughs> We've all been there. We've all been yeah. there. And you can get, you can go out and buy the blue pill. But, <laughs> you, you know, sometimes you just can't. You just, you just can't. You just, you just gotta wait. <sighs> you gotta put your elf on the shelf for a while. Jesus Christ, Bill. If it's long <laughs> enough, Bill. <laughs> oh, God. If it's long enough. <laughs> Whew. Uh, hey, so Mari then sprays her elf down. Okay, that's not any better. Yep. Um, nope. <laughs> and, of course, the water causes the her clothing to melt off, so take a drink. Naturally. They yell at each other for a while. There's not much that comes of that. Then begs Elfie for clues, uh, which causes her to glow. And then they can communicate with each other because she's glowing. That's what elves do. It's telepathy, I guess. Yeah, I think she says a spell or something. Yeah, it's elven magic. Um, yeah. Tell Alpha B. <laughs> so she gives him some clues on what to do next to find the treasure. Um, and then we cut to the fire department, I guess. They're approaching the building, like all like Sam Fisher, with like the night vision goggles and shit. Yeah, they're like a special forces police department, or a special forces fire, fire department. department. <laughs> Very Fahrenheit 451, maybe, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> very very strange. Um, so they're w- awaiting orders from Natsuki, I think. I think that's the red-haired one. I don't know. <laughs> Takuma uh, and one of the red-haired women catch wind of the actions of the fire department. So then they're going to jump into action and protect the salamander? Yeah, There's a like, lot happening here. The company red-haired girl and the fire department red-haired girl are constantly bickering Yes. About whether the fire department should be on their land looking at a interdimensional incursion. Yes, I think. We're, we're narrowing it down as best we can, folks. Yeah, yeah. Um, that it, 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 what it boils down to is that, you know, classic rivalry that always exists between the fire department and the special and, ops and the, police and the force. In the theme park. And the theme, and the theme park police. Oh, yes. Don't get me started. I don't... I, it took me the second viewing to realize it was actually a theme park i i thought he was covering up for some sort of mystical thing but i don't i maybe yeah. it is i don't i no, still don't know it's, it's just a plan to turn the entire city into a theme park i thought he was joking theme park police are the worst too <laughs> i was like sir quit throwing churros sure sir put your pants on <laughs> i will not stand here and be bullied into putting pants on sir if you're if you're gonna pee on the log flume right at least be in the log flume when you do it i just i just want a funnel cake and some cotton candy watch yourself the bridge and pee on the log flume ride yeah i want to I watch <laughs> you pee on the log flume right covertly yes nope just <laughs> and we don't know you from that br- from that bridge where uh yes the the st- yes the water splashes down yeah <laughs> Oh, what the fuck. All right, so... <laughs> um, so Go... Tell by the look on your face. <laughs> Go takes all of those clues to mean that he needs to steal the stone from 
the shrine from earlier. I've peed in the shower. Shit, I've unzipped the pee in the shower. <laughs> um, I've heard it prevents athlete's foot. I, <laughs> Not if you unzip you to go. do it. That's <laughs> you gotta stand in the shower. You gotta actually be standing in the tub for that to work. <laughs> hey, you know, if you've had so much to drink, sometimes you, you, you have to make the decision. Do I aim for the toilet? <laughs> Or do I aim for the bigger target? <laughs> I've made that decision. <laughs> that was puking, though. <laughs> that was puking. I have also made that decision before. Oh. Of course, that when you did it, it was in my apartment. But anywho. His roommate was Ooh. so mad at me. <laughs> she was not happy. She was not happy. I drank that is true. everything. And then I ate like... Yeah, you did. What, like 15 of those mint chocolate protein bars? Jesus fucking Christ. And then I... I... <laughs> I knew we, I was we, wanted gonna... ri- we wanted rid of those, those those bars from our pantry, and you're like, well, I'll eat them. And I'm like, well, you don't have to eat all of them. Okay, you're eating all of them. <laughs> and then, I, and then I, I knew I was going to puke, and I knew I wasn't going to be able to the toilet, so I threw up in the shower. And, and I mean, we're talking the big Roman chunks. shower? What's that? <laughs> yes. The Roman shower? I mean, that's what I thought, but. <laughs> and then I just turned the water on, I went back to bed. <laughs> she was so mad at me. Yeah, because she's the one that found it in the morning. I know. (laughs) That was a fun side conversation. That (laughs) was. That was one of the very few times that we both got trashed at the same time. You and I never get drunk together. It's always one or the other. (laughs) That is why. That is honestly why. Someone needs to be responsible. (laughs) That's Yeah. When I went back to bed, what I mean is I buried my head between the couch of the ottoman like an ostrich and slept that way. So... (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we cannot drink drunk together. Ah, oh, college. Um, so, Mizuki, uh, who is the Shrine Maiden sister, and the old Shrine owner, go underground, and this is where he reveals that it's a theme park. I guess. Because, again, I, I, at the time, I thought it was just like, oh, he's making up stories to protect the, the salamander. But no, it's legitimately a theme park. Um, and we get a scene... With the other two red-haired ladies talking to one another angrily. I think this is where I finally figured it out. I was okay. like, oh, they're uh, different people. Yes. So there's shouting, there's yelling, and then the salamander emerges. And by that, that's the ride, I suppose. That seems like a bad ride. Yeah, because it looks like it's actually covered in flame. And it's actually flying and has no seat belts and is a bloodthirsty monster. <laughs> and yeah, going... Goes after and murders things. Oh, I wanted to point out if nobody noticed that. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, what's her name? The the sister who's uh, who's uh, in the the military sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, she's got a Ghostbusters arm patch on her uniform. I did see that. I thought that too, but I was confused because I wasn't sure if it was like just shaped that way because like I could tell it was supposed to be flames with a line like yeah. over through it, but it was definitely. It definitely looked like the Ghostbusters. Yeah, the thing. thing in the center wasn't a ghost; it was a flame. But yes, but it, it looked very much like. But it. it was yes, it was based on the Ghostbusters. I love that. Rain gets hurt or something, and then she glows again, and then the rock glows, and then an ancient text appears on the rock, and it's written in the language of Rain's people, and then the stone just kind of tumbles, and then flies in the air, and is destroyed by the salamander ride. <laughs> yeah, like it bounces in the air, and then the dragon runs headfirst into it, and. Uh-huh. They both die. <laughs> yeah. And then one of the people is just are just like, the monster was a roller coaster, but it exploded. And I'm like, yeah, sure. This makes perfect sense. <laughs> That's the most anime sentence I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> now, I would have given this anime 
all the bonus points if with the elf being the key if he just grabbed her by the head and crammed her into a hole and twisted <laughs> <laughs> i yes i would be there for that too that's that's great yeah but alas we do not instead go talks about destiny yeah, that's a, that's a thing protagonists do. That that's a thing, and and, Ra- and Rain thinks that it's was just an accident what happened, but this is only the beginning. And our final scene is Mari and the other elf in a bath together. Um, so I guess take a drink. <laughs> I'm out. <sighs> I'm gonna need another one in a minute. And the other elf uh, just can't seem to remember why she's even here. Yeah, but then it dawns on her when they're talking. She's like, "Oh yeah." I came here to kill uh, Rain, that bitch! Yeah. And then we get the finger. Yeah, we do. Yep. And we, oh, yeah, we she get, yeah, she's like, ah! Yes. <laughs> and we get our end theme song, which is titled, Absolutely, exclamation point, Vector Power, exclamation point. It's not a bad theme song. I, I've already forgotten it. I mean, it's fine, but... Okay. <laughs> so where does it rank, Bill, on our list of... No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But yeah, that's the end of episode one. And we're going to get to episode two, but before we do that, Bill, yes, where should we go? To the fridge for another beer. The break card. That's what I meant. Welcome to the break card. My name is Andy, and you're listening to another episode of Tuning Japanese. Wow, this one was fun. I want to thank Superfan Matt for joining us as he <laughs> made us watch... Elf Princess Rain, and if you are confused just listening to this review, I encourage you to go and watch this two-episode OVA. It is bonkers. It is out there. Also, if you hear race cars randomly in the background, I live kind of close to a racetrack, and uh, it's Friday night. They do Friday night races, so that might make its way somehow onto this recording, so I apologize. I don't want to keep you too long in the break card today. I just want to remind you, first and foremost, about our Patreon at patreon.com slash tuningjapanese. You can go there and donate and help support the show. Just like our brand new patron, Christy, who uh, is a good friend of ours that uh, is donating $10 to our Patreon. Really appreciate that. Uh, thank you for joining and supporting the show. For $10, she actually gets access to everything on our Patreon, including all 41 and more as we go further on of our bonus episodes, our show notes. We'll be sending her some stickers and a pin. She's going to have an opportunity to pick an episode of an anime for us to watch and review, and she may very well join us on a future episode, which would be really fantastic. So you can do and get all of that by donating to our show at patreon.com slash tuningjapanese. We are also currently putting Season 1, our reviews of Excel Saga, up on YouTube. If you haven't caught that, you can search for Tuning Japanese on YouTube.com, and you can subscribe to us over there. We just put Episode 1 up. We uh, actually went back, I went back, and did some editing on that first episode, cut about eight minutes of content. Season 1 was, I was still pretty early on. I had been producing the Shadowvane podcast for a while, so I knew, you know, tricks and of editing and such, but this is my first time editing really uh, extensively uh, a show like this. So some of those early episodes were a little rough. I cleaned it up. I cut out some of the fillers and the background noise and things along those ways and put it up on our main feed. So you can go back and re-download that episode and listen to it a little crisper, a little better. 
but it's also on our YouTube. It includes some short video clips in there as well from that first episode. So I hope you enjoy. I'd love to get some feedback on what you thought of that. And we'll be very slowly going back to that first season, editing some episodes up and putting them back on the main feed as well as releasing it on our YouTube. Well, so much for keeping this short. I'm going to leave it off here. We'll be back next time with a review of Detective Pikachu, Bill, myself, possibly Josh, and for sure our special guest, which is Adam from the Rundown Wrestling Network, will be joining us as we talk about the movie from last year, the live-action Detective Pikachu. Very much looking forward to that. Hope you guys have a wonderful one, and we'll catch you later. We're back from the break card. And, uh, yeah. Let's get liquored up for episode two (laughs) of this OVA, which, once again, if you don't remember, is entitled The Phoenix Takes to the Sky, A Burst Birthday in a Hot Spring. I put an order in, but the waitress of this place sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Ouch. Uh, Liquor. So, liquor, I don't even know her. (laughs) Hey, episode two. We start with Go and Rain. They're still looking for treasure. Sure, why not? And then he falls through a tunnel and lands in an underground facility, which I think is owned by the police force. Or is that like the is that like the tunnels that the employees use to get around Walt Disney World? Oh, I wonder if it is. Ah, that was what I. That's kind of what I took. Since it's a theme park, it's underground tunnels. <laughs> They do make a funny comment of like, I think it's a it's a mouse again. <laughs> As <laughs> there like go. there's giant explosions and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally ruins their uh, mech army, whatever they are. They kind of look like the starfighters from uh, the original uh, uh, Battlestar Galactica. Oh, a little bit, honestly. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, there's there's many explosions. <laughs> Lots of chaos. And one of the red-haired women start yelling... Starts yelling some more. Uh, and then Go goes for a tumble again off a cliff or something. And then we get our title card. <laughs> <laughs> Whew. What a wild ride. Always, always falling off something. Always falling off of something. Uh, we go back to our blue-haired antagonist, Takuma, uh, who is drawing pictures of Mari naked in a bathtub. Uh, not enough boob here to drink, but there you go. <laughs> The woman in charge of the military force asks him to make a statement because the military morale is low and they need the words of their leader. This, of course, will go well. So he has the inspiring uh, leader feat. I identified some of the other things uh, that he said. I can't remember if it was uh, things he said here or at, or near the end of the previous episode. But uh, at one point he, lifts, he lists off a bunch of uh, artists. Escher, Frazetta, Whelan... M.C. Escher, Frank Frazetta, Michael Whelan. I caught Frank Frazetta, and I caught... What was the other one? I uh, It was in the same speech. He had another reference that I caught that was like a geeky reference. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. There, there's there's a weird amount of them. But um, before we get to his actual speech, because there are a few things that happen in between, the other elf woman, the one who's the, with Mari... The, the witch one, right? The witch one. I think her name is Rin? Man, I or hope Reen, not. Or, or, really... <laughs> or, or Reen? I think it might be Reen? It's it's Reen. Reen? Yeah. So it's Reen, Reen and Rain. Yeah. Good Reen lord. <laughs> Why would you do that? 
I think that's part of the joke. Maybe. <laughs> God I damn don't it. know. <laughs> no, it's lean. It was lean. Wasn't it? Is it lean? I don't know, because I, uh, I looked it up, I thought there was an R-I-I-N character listed. Yeah, well, you know, depending on what language you prefer to well, use it with it. That's true, that's true. So it might be, it might be lean. Yeah. Wikipedia says lean in English and reen in Japanese, so. So, anywho, reen or lean, however you, however you want to say it, uh, she's been asleep for three days, and then, she also kind of talks gibberish from time to time, but then she also knows some English, which is confusing to me. So, like, there are times, like, because obviously Mari understands her. They have an actual conversation. But then at other times, she just, like, says words that are weird. And nobody glowed. Well, maybe, maybe it's just uh, that men can't understand their language. Maybe? Or maybe she speaks English and she's just, like, swearing in elf language. Oh, there you go. So she still vows revenge on Rain after we get a whole, like flashback of the first OVA. Because remember, like, it's been, like, I think three months, two or three months from the release of OVA 1 to OVA 2, officially. So they kind of have to give us little bits and pieces of the, what happened before to, to catch us back up. Go looks for clues on his computer while Rain accidentally plays his voicemail. Yep. And he gets, like, all these messages from, I think, his sister, his mom, who's, like, who we didn't talk about in episode one. His mom and his dad are also treasure hunters. Yeah. And they're, like off in like Europe and Asia and traveling around and, and, and finding ancient treasures. And you think they're yeah, in yep. Africa for a while. Cause they mentioned yeah. Egypt. Yeah. I thought, I guess I was kind of under the impression they were missing cause it's a anime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not surprised they had so many children. She really has some uh, childbearing hips on her. That one. <laughs> she absolutely does. We go back to Takuma where he gives his big speech. And this is, I think, where we get all those references that you mentioned, <laughs> potentially. My favorite, and Bill, I know you will, you probably enjoyed the hell out of this if you caught it. He ends his, uh, by the way, he's giving the speech oh, yes. on, on, on one of those trapeze things. Like, he's just sitting on one of those trapeze hanging things, and there's the crowd of, like, soldiers, police force, and they're just staring with his dumbfounded looks. They don't understand a single <laughs> word he's saying. But he is a feng shui master who is really good at speeches, apparently. Um, and he ends it with, Ba weep grana weep niniban. <laughs> Which, for those of you who listened to our review when Sam was on, uh, when we reviewed the Transformers, the animated movie, uh, is the universal greeting from that movie. And it made me have to stop because I was giggling way too much. <laughs> okay, I wondered. I did not recognize it. Yep. Yes. Yeah, because he stops. Bowie, Grana, weep. Nitty bomb. <laughs> yeah, which is that's which cool. is so good. That is such. That's like the best reference. That is that is so good. Yeah, oh, I I wrote down every reference that I recognize. You want me mm -hmm. to just list them off to you? Absolutely. Sure. Okay. Uh, let's see. Near the beginning, he says, "Klatu uh, brada niktu." Yes. Yep. I think I did catch that one. <laughs> Classic phrase from the movie The Day the Earth Stood Still, which mm -hmm. controls the robot Gort, and perhaps even more famously used in Army of Darkness with Bruce Campbell. Yep, that's where I know it from. As the as the magic words that he has to say. Uh, then he says, Londo Jakar, Lanier, Delen, Lorien. Uh, Londo, Jakar, Lanier, Delen, and Lorien are all characters from the TV series Babylon 5. Oh, uh -huh. I've never okay. seen Babylon 5. Me neither. It, it's it's worth it. I'll I hear. It right now. I hear it's worth it. I need to get to it. <laughs> he also mentions Wallace and Gromit. 
I, I did hear one. Wallace yeah. and Gromit. <laughs> that was so and uh, and actor Matt Frewer, best known as uh, as uh, oh boy, why am I Max Headroom? Oh, okay. Then he lists some monsters, including Yeti and Nessie, the Loch Ness monster. <laughs> and he ends with a literary reference to Jarsum and Barsum. Oh. Jarsum is Earth, and Barsum is Mars in the John Carter of Mars series by oh, uh, Edgar okay. Rice Burroughs. I didn't catch it, but when you said it just there, you said Barsum. I was like, oh, okay. Nice. Nice. I like yeah. it. That's, I, I, en- I enjoy these references this guy's threw in there. It's pretty good. So you could imagine this speech does not go over well, does not bring about some big reaction. Blank stares. Yeah, the red-haired woman has to um, show up and essentially be like, yeah, wasn't that a great speech? And she's the only one clapping. It's it's a pretty good bit. I like it. She's crap, and she just claps harder as it goes on. Yes. She makes him clap. The, she makes... She gives him the clap. No clap jokes. uh, That was a clappy joke. Um, So the other elf, Rin, Lin, if you will, Lean, Reen, whatever, uh, apparently finishes her food, to which I think Mari's like, I can't believe you ate that much food. You're so small. There's like like 10 plates on the table. A full continental breakfast. (laughs) Pretty much. Um, And then asks... About, you know, go and rain. And we also find out that, uh, this is where I think we officially find out. We already kind of knew, but we officially find out that Mari is super into go because she starts, like, talking about it a little bit to, uh, to, to Reen here. Oh, the unrequited love. The unrequited love. 100%. Uh, we also get a brief, weird scene with Reen and the butler, Konishi. He just kind of, like, appears. He introduces himself. He's like, I am Konishi. And he goes, oh! Like, his eyes get big, and I'm like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> That's when I really thought he looked like a DBZ character. <laughs> oh, one, 100%. Fucking weird. This is bizarre shit. It, yeah. <laughs> you are, it is not your job to wonder or worry about the ways of the butler. <laughs> that's fair I, I know nothing about the ways of the butler space or otherwise you are not one who buttles <laughs> um what are we at what are we doing right, so go <laughs> rides up to the house he rides back to his house because he left but he goes back up to his house and there's a weird framed shot of the three sisters playing instruments in a still shot as he's riding up, and it's a complete, like, kind of, like, perfect square, and it's the cover of a music album for some reason. And he's like, oh, I forgot something at home! And he, like, rides there, and they're like, go away, you're ruining our shot! And then they beat the crap out of him, and that's a weird gag. <laughs> <laughs> I love, that's probably, that could be my favorite one there, It though. was so weird. That's, uh, they're the, they're the go-me-cues slash the natures? Yeah, they're the natures. I didn't. I don't know if I, there's a reference I missed there, but I don't get it. I me yeah. neither. And you said the three sisters, but this is another three sisters. Is it three really more sisters? Yes. What? These are these are three is other there the characters. Same one? No. Oh, my mind is blown. Did you notice? In I think in the <laughs> opening, they do like a weird pan shot of like seventy chicks that look like that all dressed what? in different things. I did not catch that. Yeah. Yep. Like they go down the line. 
Someone's been doing some cloning up here. I don't even... But he looks nothing like them. (laughs) He's adopted. Okay. He dyes his hair. That or they, could or be. they are. <laughs> if he if he if he has the original re- color and the original like length, he'd look exactly like them. Um, maybe I don't know. Hey, so we get some recap from the previous episode again, and then Go is headed to the what's called the Phoenix Mountain, and also going to the Phoenix Mountain is a car transporting Mari's dad and Mari, and apparently he's developed a bathhouse at a hot springs. Which is the same place that Go is heading toward. So, two episodes of anime, and we still end up with a bathhouse episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You gotta. We, we can't get away from it. Even in a two-episode run, we still have to have one. Ay, caramba. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> Takuma is setting... Okay, so then, okay, this is... This is my favorite part. <laughs> T- Takuma is setting up a field of flowers... He's meticulously been setting up with a message, so that way when Mari goes up in the hot spring later in a weird orb that we're going to see that carries her naked above everything, she will see this message of love that he has created for her. And while he's setting it up, he tells us about it in the most 90s way, which is by doing a rap. Can we play that? I think I want to play a little bit of it right here. Today is Mari's birthday. I'm gonna tell her in my own little way. That the top of Phoenix Mountain. The bath Mari's in will come out and... It's called the Red Phoenix and I must say it's the smartest thing that I've thought of today. What Mari sees when she's above the trees is gonna bring her to a pretty little knees. That's right, y'all. I bought every rose in Japan just to prove to the little girl that I'm her man. Oh, yeah. This is it, my good friends. It's the message I wanted to send. Roses all, it's her wake-up call, so we can quit play, let's pretend. I'm so cool, I'm so smart. I'm so cool, I'm so smart. (laughs) That was bizarre. That was bizarre. (laughs) Sounds good, though. I mean, it's really good. Don't get me wrong. It's very good. (laughs) Which is why I like this character. (laughs) We, We could all use that much confidence sometimes. I think we could, absolutely. Um, so Mari, Go, and others are uh, going up a ride toward the hot springs. It's like an amusement parks or like um, ski, like 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 a ski, ski lift kind of thing, you know. Like like, but it's like weirder. It like kind of wraps around them in a strange way. It's bizarre. Yes, <laughs> uh, you gotta admire the uh, ingenuity and the construction of this thing. Yeah, I particularly I particularly love the 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 giant ionic columns. Yes, I just don't even know though. It's is, just is this the part where we get the ass washing machine? The what? I don't remember this. <laughs> when they when they close the orb around them, the ass washing machine. Yeah, it just like the water spins around, spins around, like Mari's ass comes in. Oh, comes uh, in I think that, that's I think that's a couple minutes. Okay, later yeah, that's a little later. We get the ass washing machine. <laughs> Also good for a title, potentially, if we were doing a title for this episode. So Go tries to relay what his plans are to Mari, but she's having none of it for some reason. Like, she's just kind of, like, pissed off at him. And all while this is going on, Reen is, like, screaming about, like, Where's Rain? Where's Rain? Where's that bitch? Go wigs out 
because then he realizes, oh shit, another elf. But then I think, I don't know if it's Reen or Mari, like, screams, like, get him out of here. And then the butler charges up and picks him up like a lawn dart or like or like a javelin and then just, like, chucks him off of the whole mountain. Gives him the bum's rush. Yeah. Mari gets him to get rid of him. After, for some reason, uh, Lean Reen has, has got rain and she's tangled up in her hair or something? Yeah, there's something going on yeah, there. Yeah, she, like, yanks her out of the fanny pack. <laughs> Gangster, like, what is this, noodles? Or like <laughs> so he goes flying off the mountain, and I guess he lands on his bike, and then he just goes careening. Ow. And I think he's got handfuls of elves at the time. <laughs> yep. We then get a shot of him riding on his bike, and we get Takuma, who's all like, oh, my love, your birthday gift is going to be so divine. And then here comes Go, who just rushes through them and breaks up all the flowers, and of course he's heartbroken. Love that bit. I, I, I love I love a running gag. Yep, you had to know that was coming. I love me a good running gag. Then we get a gratuitous shot of one of the red-haired sisters, and Mari. So take a drink, once again. <laughs> Um, yeah, they just, they just, they just get naked. They head into a hot spring. They talk about boys. They talk about Takuma. They talk about Go. Bechdel test. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't pass the Bechdel nope. test. For sure. Because they're talking about the male characters. I guess at one point, Reen and Mari talk about breakfast. I don't think that counts. <laughs> well, it is. It is two female characters talking to each other about something other than men. I don't. I still don't think that counts. Remember, the Bechtel test is not. This is great feminist literature. It is literally oh, a bare minimum. Oh, I know. A I, I'm bare well aware. minimum. And at least, at least it's not. Oh, your boobs are so big. Oh, yours are good too. <laughs> oh, don't worry. We get a lesbian moment in a little bit. We're gonna talk about. So, anywho, someone call Scott Pilgrim. So, someone indeed. Uh, so. We go back to Takuma, who's replaced the who's replacing the flowers frantically. He's he's doing that like flying over the top, throwing the roses like tuxedo mask. <laughs> um, it's pretty great. It's pretty great. Go runs right into a tree. Well, see, every anime character can throw flowers like that, but just for a limited amount of time. Yes. But see, he's wasting all of his right now. So yes, yeah. that's what tuxedo mask does. Right, he does not at the right time. Absolutely, he oh. waits for that dramatic moment. So that way he could save Sailor Moon by not actually doing anything. Ah, dramatic timing. One of my favorite superpowers. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a really good one. Um, oh, God, what's going on? So, of course, the bath turns into a ride where the glass orbs rise up from the water. This is the part I was thinking of. This, this, is, this is the ass washing machine. washing machine that you called it. And so, like, they're naked in an orb, and they're somehow not freaked out by this? <laughs> and they're spinning around back butt first. They read the disclaimer, I guess. I guess? I would freak out. Did, we haven't even mentioned, I forgot to mention, that, like, the people who are running this ride are also naked. I was about to mention that. Naked in a control room that's in a hot spring. So, once again, take a drink, I guess. And be thankful they're not electrocu- all electrocuted by... Because the machinery is right there. Built into the rocks, I think? I guess. I think it looks like they are built into the rocks. Fucking weird. Fucking weird. Um, it's all being run off. Great place to work, iPads. 
I mean, it would be a relaxing, yes, it would be a relaxing place to work. I agree on that. God, so this is where we get the weird, like, intimate fan, you know, cheesecakey, fan servicey, whatever you want to call it, where Reen just, like, Frenches Rain for a while to bring her back to life. Which was extra weird because she was like, I'm going to kill that bitch. And then she's like, <laughs> I guess she's got to bring her to life so she can kill her. I guess. I guess. Sure. Take I don't coup de gras. Don't don't say cooter. Wait, oh, I think it's a coup de gras. Never mind. I think it's a coup uh, de gras. Anyway. Coup de gras. <laughs> the coup de gracie. Oh, <laughs> uh, so <laughs> the mountain suddenly erupts with lava because why not? And the phoenix yeah. statue emerges, and then the elves glow, and so does go, and then they fly. <laughs> they fly away to their home planet. And goes like, we're floating! What, you can't do that? No, I can't. And then goes like, oh my god, it's the phoenix! And he thinks the phoenix is alive and real. Go's an idiot. Go is a fucking moron. A lovable moron, but a fucking moron nonetheless. So then Takuma's flowers get destroyed again as part of another bit as they're flying by. Yep. And then <laughs> Go is convinced that... So, like, so like then he, like, lands... So Okay, it's all confused. So, like, well, he's flying, and then he's like, wait, I get it! I get the prophecy! Mari was the nymph all along! Sure. Okay, sure. <laughs> Alright. What, whatever helps you get, your, get through the day, Go. You, you shouldn't call her that. And then he slams into the orb with the two two women, and then pries it open. She's a, she's a little thirsty, but I think that might be harsh. Yeah. <laughs> then then he just pries open this orb. Yep. And where his sister is in there naked, and he's all like, and so is Mari, and he's like, "Hey, you you're the you're a nymph." <laughs> Not even is his sister in there naked, but essentially all of his sisters are in there naked because <laughs> they're all identical. <laughs> That's fucked up. Uh, right? No, it, it would be, at least he doesn't really seem to make an issue of it or even really notice it. It could have gotten a lot more uncomfortable. It absolutely could have. You are not this wrong. This is anime. This is, this is anime. Um. So then a chaotic series of events happens. The two orbs fall from the ride. We didn't we didn't mention they were like on the tips of the wings of the phoenix. Yeah, I guess I didn't describe that very well. Like some kind of a fucked up half Ferris wheel. Uh-huh. <laughs> all the women hanging down from one wing, all the men hanging down from the other wing. And it's labeled. <laughs> <laughs> labeled. I assume they can't see each other cuz the phoenix's body is in the way. Yeah. When you think of like um Japanese anime and Japanese culture and the idea of hot springs in general, you know, like hot spring baths. Like that's that's a common trope. Like I think of like ten, like Tenchi Muyo as like the example, like the one that always sticks out in my head. Even uh, the, well, say, well, yeah, there's that too. But like I think of like the episode of Tenchi Muyo, the original series, where like I, I think it's Tenchi that I'm thinking of. Like you've got Ryoko and 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 whoever all on the one side, and then like there's like a dividing wall, and then like you've got Tenchi on the other side, and then eventually they, I think. Uh, what's, is it Ryoko? Is, is that the one who's like the more like mature one? Like the, the more aggressive purple one. hair, aggressive one? Yeah. She like floats through the wall and like straddles Tenchi. It's like, so like that, that thing is pretty common. I think that's common in Japanese culture. So I thought it was an interesting way to like, we, we got to keep that going by having both sides of the ride separated. So we, we don't, yeah. we keep yeah. our modesty. It's such a common thing that they, like they had to explain it, had to show it. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if anybody has, but I can imagine if someone in Japan successfully combined a hot spring resort and an amusement park, it would be do big, big bucks. Cash cow. Yeah. Yeah. So the one orb that falls is the one that contains the two naked women and um, Go and the two elves clinging to the outside. Um, the other one is Mari's dad, and that one's caught by the butler. Yeah, just straight up <laughs> catches a, a giant, like, bathtub-sized orb. And I love it because inside, Mari's dad is upside down and naked, and you see his ass. So if you want to take a drink, I suppose that's more nudity. Ah, <laughs> uh, and uh, then I think they get the girls get into the spin cycle. Yes, this is where the spin cycle, I think, happens. We also get a shot of Takuma trying to replant the flowers again. The phoenix explodes. The flowers are destroyed again, this time by the glass orb that flies through it. Um, just runs a, a right down the middle of the heart that he's created, which I, I think is pretty fucking spectacular. <laughs> yeah. I love that. And then uh, the phoenix then descends the mountain and just destroys the town because it's sliding down the mountain. <laughs> it's like that episode of The Simpsons where the log with Lisa's face on it. Yes! <laughs> slides down <laughs> and they're down. <laughs> right? Oh, we don't talk about The Simpsons enough on our show. That is fantastic. Go then comes to a realization. He says, the treasure was you, Mari, all along. <laughs> You're the nymph and the treasure. But where, my question is, who the fuck is the one-inch priest? <laughs> I think that's the elf. She's bigger than an inch. Well, you see, uh, the uh, back when that story was told, and the, the one-inch priest was a male, Mm-hmm. And he was a priest, but he really did get around to the ladies. <laughs> but he had this one defining feature. Uh, was it his big ears? No. Okay. <laughs> it was his one-inch penis. <laughs> Which, on an elf that size, was impressive. Yes. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> actually would be extremely impressive. <laughs> uh, you're not wrong. Like, that actually... Holy shit. They called him Tripod. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're almost done with this. So I can't believe you didn't make a Josh joke the whole time. I held back. I held back. <laughs> he follows the prophecy by giving her a flower, because that was part of the prophecy, mm-hmm. I guess. And then Takuma laments over his flowers being run over by the phoenix. Or no, by by the by the ball. And then like he then he gets run over by the phoenix and presumably dies. <laughs> <laughs> Presumably, that's the end of his life. Uh-huh. <laughs> Nothing good ever comes out of the phrase, by the ball. <laughs> <laughs> no. And then, Reen and Rain set up more story about the four hearts. And then that's it. Aside from, we get, at the end, a joke about a third episode, which I was convinced there was a third episode, and spent way too long searching for <laughs> OVA number three. <laughs> oh, oh, Sorry. It's fair. It's fine. I mean, I think I did warn you. Uh, you probably did. I probably but, like didn't probably probably weeks ago. So. Yeah. So, uh, which is why I think I, I asked uh, later on. I was like, wait, he wait, doesn't listen to well. episode. Yeah. I don't. I that, that's why he teaches. <laughs> I don't have to. People have to listen to me. Fucking yeah. People have to listen to you. Fucking. <laughs> I think you're that's doing the... it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that's the end of episode two. That's the end of Elf Princess Rain. <laughs> I want to start with Bill. Hi. Hey, Bill. Hi, Bill. Let's start with the most cynical point of view. (laughs) You know what this was? Okay, what was it? What? This is the generic anime playing on a TV in the background of a Japanese show. (laughs) Like, 
there's no plot. It's nonsense. It's just the most anime things on the screen being anime. If you wanted like a TV, like oh that character was watching anime, <laughs> you use this. <laughs> yeah, at least up until the uh, early two thousands. Right. Yeah. No, I, I I agree. Is that a good thing or a bad thing, Bill? Like, what are your overall impressions on Elf Princess Rain? I mean, it was nonsense. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to go thumbs down. <laughs> okay. It was um, it was just utter nonsense. <laughs> like Excel Saga, like I at least knew that I was missing jokes. <laughs> like it was smarter than I had the cultural understanding to to make sense of. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can make an Elf Princess Rain pop-up video that explains it to you. <laughs> the only parts I think you could get out of that would be maybe some of the visuals, the visual references, like, you know, like we mentioned, like Sailor Uranus and Neptune in his room, you know, maybe some of like the, the Western culture, like connections, like, you know, you get this, you get this sort of like Indiana Jones feel at the beginning. The The things that Takuma says, obviously, I think could be, but... Yeah, I, I guess I'll, I'll jump in here a little bit more. Um, I don't dislike it as much maybe as you did. It is nonsense. Um, I did find some joy in, especially I think in characters. This is definitely a, uh, character driven anime rather than a story driven anime to put it lightly. That, that's very generous. Yeah. <laughs> it's, the story is nonsense, which makes it, I think, hard to follow. Um, it definitely has a lot of uh, good gags. I like gags. Gags are fun. Shut up, Bill. <laughs> I, saw, I saw the look on your face. We're doing this with a video component. And I saw the look on your face when I said that gags are good. Where's your nutcage, Bill? Hey, um, so... <laughs> they make you feel like a man. <laughs> I don't want to say I liked it, but I didn't dislike it. It was fun to talk about. And ultimately, that made for a great Thursday night just now. That's fair. That that's basically the only reason that I I suggested it. <laughs> All right, so Matt, anything else you want to add? No, not really. I mean, I think uh, through my uh, previous Patreon contributions, I earned like two free episodes or something. That's the only thing I can think of that had two episodes. So I just thought, why not? Let's do it. It'd be fun to talk about it, at least. Absolutely. So yeah, it this this is a this is a wild adventure. If you want to see Elf Princess Rain. Again, you can head over to YouTube and search for Elf Princess Rain, R-A-N-E, by the way. Uh, search for the OVA, and there uh, they exist. They're out there. It's an English dub, and uh, yeah, it's wild. So was the two elves go and marry the four hearts? Oh. You're probably right. They all, they all like glued, glowed and flew away. Yeah. You know, that's, that's good. Yes. If we'd gotten more show, I bet... They would have realized they would all become a close knit group of friends and would have realized we are the four hearts all along. <laughs> Bill, you've just cracked the code. That's that's awesome. Good job. That's why they call me the cracker. <laughs> um, Is it? <laughs> so next time, hopefully, I think our, our next we're going to be come back with another summer viewing. I think the next thing we're going to be doing, if things line up, is we're going to be bringing on another special guest. Uh, this time we're going to be bringing on Adam once again. Uh, you might remember Adam as the, one of the hosts of uh, a couple of the shows on the Rundown Wrestling Network, formerly part of the Questionable Endeavor Network. Uh, Adam is going to join Bill and myself. And we're going to talk about the, I believe it was 2019, I can't remember if it was 19 or 2018, I think it was 2019, uh, live action movie, Detective Pikachu. 
Uh, and I am super, super, super excited to talk about that movie. That film is fantastic. And Bill decided... Pika? <laughs> yes. Pika? And Bill decided to join us, even though his understanding of Pokemon is very limited. I'm I'm going to try. Um, <laughs> seeing right now if Redbox has it, because it's not on Hulu anymore. <laughs> Uh, let me just say my familiarity with Pokemon is very limited too, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. If uh, if worst comes to worst, Bill, I will buy it on Amazon, and you already have access to my Amazon. You can watch it on my Amazon. I have no problem doing that. No, oh, fair enough. It looks like it's in Redbox still. Okay, cool. So I might try to go by the Redbox and get it. Sweet, sounds good. Uh, so we'll be back with that next time. Um, but before we close up, I did want to talk to Superfan Matt a little bit. We did reveal at the end of our season five, our finale, our discussion of One Punch Man, uh, we brought up our what we're going to be doing for Season 6 coming up, and uh, we revealed we're going to be doing Gungrave. It's Josh's pick this time. Uh, just curious, just want your take. Are you familiar with Gungrave, and uh, how do you feel about us moving into Gungrave for Season 6? And why the hell are we having Josh a pick? <laughs> <laughs> uh, mm, can't answer that last one. Me neither. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I have seen Gungrave. I enjoy Gungrave. I wish I'd played some of the video games, but I haven't. I have not as well. It's it's pretty darn pretty darn good, even though it's if it kind of jumps genres back and forth. Yeah, it definitely does jump genres quite a bit. Oh, I, I I do enjoy it. We'll talk about it obviously when we get to there. Uh, get to it as part of season six. So yeah, it does both pretty well. Although I have to say I enjoy the uh, the all the gangster stuff. Mm -hmm. At the most out of it, and since it's it's a show that may take place on the planet Gunsmoke from Trigon, but far in the future, that's cool. This is one of those things where it's a Josh pick, and you would think that you know that would not sit as well with Bill, but it's a Josh pick that I think will make for some interesting discussions, knowing how much Bill likes Trigon. That's the saving grace of it for me, is knowing how connected to Trigon it is. We'll see. We'll see how this goes. Look forward to it. Uh, I think that about does it, though. That about wraps it up here for this episode of Tuning Japanese, where we reviewed Elf Princess Rain. Uh, I want to, first of all, say thank you so much to Matt for joining us here as our special guest in this episode. Thank you very much for having me and Zorak. No, <laughs> not you, Zorak. Go away. Oh, please. Zorak, go away. <laughs> Just gonna... Fine. Just poke him with a broomstick. That's that's what I always do to get him out of there. Bill. Hi. Take us home, will you? We are home. Shut up. Because of, <laughs> of the virus. <laughs> this has been Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three dudes in their 30s talk about anime without Josh. And I'm Bill. I'm Andy. And I'm super fan Matt. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye, folks. I'll be back again sometime. Maybe. I didn't intend to drink that many beers this time. Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Check out our YouTube channel and our new series, Tuning RPG, by searching for Tuning Japanese or Tuning RPG on YouTube.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. 
You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Be like these great patrons. Superfan Matt, Brian Nash, Cameron Baird, and Christine Watson. Everyone, Katsu Barara Niktu Koji Cesario Simpson Lanel, Belgos Pur Mushim Fir Vladlock, Meshal Lock Wim Ogliv Lai Zamarim, Tetra Gramatan Baltin Taranin Elisant, Card Stoker Stashiv Azawat, Lando Jakar Lanier Dillon Lorian, Shiwan Khan Margolain Savage Renwick Little Jean Mayfair Brooks. Salamander Burn Perez Ore Buzi Ecordano Rosakis Magin Ego Ipse Custudes Custudio Red Phoenix Ba Weep Grana Weep Niniban Listen everyone! He's a master! He's right! He's an expert in the art of feng shui! Listen carefully to what he's telling you! He's a genius! That's right! Shama Wallace and Gromit Matt Fruer La Raptin Salamander knee blue dragon slain Bix Barton. Ilya Kurakin solo green turtle Monimigya. So Helgramite tur- turtle queen. Puntang knee white tiger garden Flobicum. Yobati Yeti Nessie Shonokim Mihun. Haha, Barlow Elaine! Jasume! Barsume! Matiriatakan! Brilliant, Mr. Takuma! Beautiful, what a wonderful speech! Oh, yes, we're behind you all the way. Gotcha, my goose! Gotcha, my gotcha, my goose! Thank you. Thank you. Please, you're too kind.